thing. I like this will work. <laughs> Good morning, Chicago and the rest of the world. Welcome to the Money Sex Gen X podcast. I am your host with the most. Come on. The man with the plan. Come on. Scotty Pimpin. Podcast Pimpin. I am here with my main man, my co-host, my brother. I always call him the Rashid Wallace of podcast knowledge. Mr. Scott Stewart, a.k.a. Big Stew. We are back. What's happening, E-Money? What's going on, man? We're getting our energy back. We're getting our groove on in season seven, episode number five. I yeah. love it. I love it. How you feeling? I'm blessed. Highly favored. Feeling great. Thank you for this, brother. All right, man. Thank you. We're going we're gonna to have some really good insight in this conversation today, you all. We're talking about, and this is a big deal, what in the world is happening man. to the Black family? Black relationships, you know, even in the celebrity world, we keep seeing these black relationships, you know, they're breaking up, they're failing and all of that. So Stu and I wanted to talk about it. Uh, Stu, set us off, man. Why is this important? Oh, man. You know, uh, oh, this is this is tough, man. I'm dealing with my own stuff, man, my own breakup, man. And um, noticing just what's happening in the world, man, I saw. You know, I see these images of folks like Samuel Jackson and his wife have been together for, you know, 20 plus years, Denzel and his wife for 20 plus years. But then I'm also seeing, you know, Will and Jada. You know, you brought up this question about whether or not Jada is emasculating Will and all these other relationships. I saw the ex-NBA player Joe Smith you know, separating from his wife for the meantime because mm. some some stuff that his manhood is being attacked. And it feels like, you know, like relationships are just in war yeah. right now to, to stay together. And I've always felt, E, that the Black family is the epicenter of our value as a community of people. Yes. And it's being dismantled. And it doesn't feel good, brother. Speak on it, man. Speak on it. I agree 1000%. We even had a situation fairly recently with uh, Kiki Palmer, that whole situation with her and Usher singing to her and her, her, uh, her guy's reaction to it. Just a lot of stuff going on. Tiana Taylor, and her guy, they're no longer together for what I'm hearing. So, yeah, it's just happening way too often right now. Yeah, man. You asked a great question. What's happening? Is it emasculation? Is it the gender role shift that I talked about in season one? About gender roles changing? Women are empowered and men... Uh, are seemingly black men seemingly less empowered? You don't see black men in leadership in in education like you used to. I'm not seeing as many black men. Not that I'm on the on the train going to work, but downtown corporate offices it doesn't seem to be as many black men in the you know as the breadwinner, household leader of their homes. Um, 
I'm not even sure where we are as a collective of black men when it comes to leadership in our homes. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for where we are as black men. And it's a lot of conversation. What's happening to us? Are we, are, 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 our, are our wives, are our girlfriends, are our black women talking down to us? If you ain't got the money, you can't, you know, you, 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 what, what was the old song? You know, if you ain't got the money, you ain't you ain't got the time. They didn't even say nothing to me. Like, oh yeah, no no romance without finance. No romance without the finance, brother. Right. Is or that what we come down to, man? Is that what we are? If you ain't got the money, you is that what it is? I don't know, man. And I, I think that's why we wanted to do this episode <laughs> so bad. Like, maybe we can get to the bottom of it. I don't think money is. I think money is the issue for some relationships, but I feel like there's other issues. Just women be feeling like they're wanting to be led type of thing, regardless of financial income. I think there's family influences. I don't see where the black family supports the marriage or the union the way that I believe they used to. It's, if anything, sometimes I feel like they're attacking it. I'll give you an example, like say you make a decision with your wife about something or your, your lady or your girlfriend, and then you have family members try to persuade you or that person, your mate, to do something totally opposed to what you all decided. Mm. That is an attack to me on the black family, mm. right? We, we the, made a decision. attack on the family structure. It, it's And it's like, why would you even do something like that type of thing? You know, <clears throat> and I think those types of things are happening far too often. The support from the family is definitely weaker than it used to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't. We can't have this conversation without making this point. I have heard women say specifically <clears throat> that they need to feel protected and supported. Like women, I've heard number of times say that they wish they didn't have to feel like they have to figure out everything by themselves. They have to figure out the kids, the the doctor's visits, the you know the what they're gonna wear and eat and travel and all of these. And it feels like us men are just kind of letting them do it all on their own, where they don't feel supported. They feel like it's all on them, and they're tired. They got to go to work. They you know. They have to take care of the house, the kids. So I hear that. But at the same time, my experience felt like, to your point, you don't trust my leadership. Something is, you're getting an influence from somewhere else that is having you question my leadership, you don't trust my leadership. Right. And so that's where the problem is beginning. If you, as my woman, are trusting my leadership, like you trusted me enough 
to be in relationship with me? What happened where you stopped trusting my leadership? And you might say, well, I saw you liking this other woman's picture. You hearted, you you said good morning queen to another woman. You, you flirted. And I'm like, I think we Houston, we got a problem. Yeah. Or I, you know, you may have said something that they thought was disrespectful or something that they didn't like that they're having a hard time getting over. And then consequently that turns into, you know what? I don't think I trust his leadership anymore. You know, but and 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 I want to make sure that every black woman, especially that's listening to this episode, is clear. Stu and I love black women. And this isn't going to be a bashing black women thing, but it is going to be a thing of two black men. We really are trying to figure out what's going on. Man. Because there is a problem here. There is um a hesitancy to be led. And I think we do have to have these conversations. And I want to ask you, Stu. We always talk about how black women are feeling because they're very, you know, they let us know. But like, how are you feeling right now as a black man trying to lead a family? What are your thoughts? How do you feel? I feel. It's it's polarizing, to say the least. I feel capable to lead. I am a I am a husband, brother. I I am not for the streets. Right. I do not desire to be a player in the streets. That's not my mission. I desire to come home to one woman and my family and children and provide for them, to lead them and to be a demonstration of what it is to be a stand-up dude. But I'll tell you, it just sometimes feels like it's never enough and there's always going to be a problem. Here's what I hope for. I hope for, I hope that every man finds a woman who will encourage them, who will support them in their leadership. I think there's room for conversation. I think there's relationships need to be reciprocal. They can't be one-sided. And ladies, I do believe if you want to be, quote unquote, taken care of, that there is a role for you in that. I don't know, man. You know, I got some other thoughts about this, E, because I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah. You can't, as as, and me, and I'm talking me specifically. I, if I'm going to take care of you, and I don't want this to turn into a complaint session, right? But if I'm going to take care of you, and you don't have to work, you don't have to lift a dying to pay a bill, um, then I expect certain things in return. I'm tra- I'm a tra- I'm a Gen Xer, dude. House clean, dinner. You ain't necessarily got to make my plate. 
I don't even need that, but I don't want to have to cook for myself. I want to be appreciated. I think we as men just want to be appreciated for, if nothing else, our efforts. Do we flirt? Yeah. Do we see other fine women and take a peek? Yeah. Does that mean that we're cheaters? Some women may say, well, as soon as you do that, you've already cheated and crossed the line. So now I'm I'm one toe out the door. I might argue that a little bit because what we really what we really want is to be loved and admired and appreciated by the woman that we've chosen. And when that starts to wane, I think we got problems. And let me let me end with this rant. I think part of that problem big time, is social media. I believe social media is killing relationships because of the comparison theory. I see a second of somebody else's life, how they're eating, how they're cuddling with their mate and holding hands and We in trouble, brother. We in trouble. Absolutely. If you're just joining us, welcome to the Money, Sex, Gen X podcast. We are talking about what's happening to the Black family. What's wrong with the Black family? What's going on with the Black family? I'm your host, Eric McLoy, joined by Scott Stewart, a.k.a. Big Stew. And we are getting it in on this conversation. And yeah, you know what? What I want to say about this is, you know, we hear women say that they don't feel safe for whatever reason. And I want to ask you this. Well, I'm going to answer it and then ask you. But it's like, I want women to know we don't always feel safe either. Mm. It might sound a little soft or a little non-masculine to say you don't feel safe. But I'm going to tell you something, when emotions are involved and you are depending on another human being to be in a relationship with, there are many times that we don't feel safe either. I agree. And I want to make sure you all hear me on that. We don't always feel safe either. So that same uneasiness that you feel, we feel it too. When we're trying to lead the family and we don't feel like we're getting the support we need, we don't feel safe Mm. in that moment. Mm. When you are talking to me about some person on Instagram that's a great father, and I'm right here being a great father right here with you, we don't feel safe in that moment. When the kids are looking at us a little bit sideways, when we know we're killing ourselves to take care of, well, I don't want to use the word killing. Well, we know we're doing everything that we can to take care of our family, but the kids don't quite understand it yet. But we still have to go out here and provide. We don't feel safe yep. in those moments. And I want to make sure you all understand that. And I've heard, I think you're spot on. And I've heard, I've heard that even to say that is. I've, I've been I've been called out for saying even that. Why well, it's always got to be about because we need to reciprocate. 
I think we need to hold hands and look each other in the eyes every day and recommit to our journey to be successful. I believe that in these relationships, brothers and sisters, we got to get out of our ego with each other. Men's ego, and I've always purported that women have big, strong egos too. But if we can create the spaces to be vulnerable, I don't mean emotional dumping. That's different. But just be vulnerable to each other. Let's let go of what might go wrong and lean into what might go right with each other. Stop looking at what the other person ain't doing right and get in front of why you're with them. What has attracted you to them? Put we got to put these phones down. That you know, back in the back in the before the 2000s, when there was one television in the house and there wasn't cell phones like this, you did things with each other, not for the grand. You had experiences with each other. You talked to each other in the car and you sang songs. You weren't scrolling to pass time. You didn't go on. The excuse wasn't, well, you ain't exciting. I get it. I get my shot of dopamine from this device. That's enticing me, not this conversation. We got problems. I also want to go back to the piece you said about being a father with our kids. You know, one thing that doesn't make us feel safe, ladies, is if we tell our child, I'm going to keep it something simple. You had enough Halloween candy. <laughs> right, and then you come behind our backs and say, "Forget him. Don't you can have. Go ahead." Wow, that yeah, that's yes. You don't have to. You don't have to. Don't listen. Pretty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this happens regularly. Like, forget what he's talking about. Yeah, you and and I think women. I think you do this more than you realize. Yep, it's casually done, but it has a, a really big impact. And we're looking stupid. Because you're already saying you don't trust our leadership. Where is it? You know what? Listen to your father. He knows what he's talking about. And then if you have an issue, let's pillow talk about that later tonight. Yeah, I'm taking We're notes. We're missing it, brother. I'm taking notes as you're talking because I want you're bringing up some points that I want to make sure I hit. So yeah. one thing, when we get back to the safety thing, it's like, yeah, Anytime somebody's feeling like they're being emasculated, and we say we were going to talk about that, like emasculation, how, how would you define that? What's, what's your definition of emasculation? Because I felt like that's what you were describing. You told a child to do something, you're the head of the household, then somebody comes right behind you and says, forget him. You do what I'm telling you to do. My And it's not, it's not Webster's definition. I think my understanding of emasculating is minimizing. I like it's, yeah. it's just minimizing. Like what he's saying ain't that important. It ain't valid. Ain't worth listening to. Yeah. No, I don't think you should do that. What? Yeah. That don't make sense to me. Why are we doing it that way? 
I think I just t- look. It's even it's even to this point. I don't want to be in relationship with anyone, not even you, e money. <laughs> if we're gonna start off with, why are you doing it that way? Why you? Why do you do it that way? Why you wear your hat like that? Why you don't wear it like this? Why you hang up? Why you cook? Why you eat your food like this? Why you don't eat it like that? Why you put that in your dish? Right? Yo, I was good. good. Right. You're trying to minimize me. That's, I think that's all like what I'm doing ain't good enough. It was good enough to get you here. Mm -hmm. What's happening? What is, what we doing? Yeah. Definitely. You're trying to minimize me, which is the form of, of emasculation. What's your definition of emasculation, brother? I like, I'm going to use yours. It's like you're trying to minimize my manhood, belittle my manhood. You're trying to remove me from my natural place in the universe. And you're trying to be the man, right? So it's just this process of trying to minimize. I'll use an example, and I don't know if this is true, but I'll, you know, we'll use a celebrity reference. Remy Ma, the rapper. Now, I don't know if she did whatever, but say she did, just for the, you know, let's just say she did. If she did, and these are celebrities, Papoose is going to feel like his manhood has been minimized. If his wife, another public figure, has gone and had a relationship with some battle rapper guy. You know what I mean? Like it makes him feel small. Now we can say it didn't make me feel small. Yeah, it's going to make you feel small until you deal with it because it's embarrassing and it's going to make you feel like Stu was saying, you're really not worth anything. I'm going to just go over here and do something else. And I think that touches on another thing that's happening in the black family. It's like when I look at Remy, for example, and I'm not bashing her or judging her, but I, I just see a simple case of one person's going in this direction and another person is going in another direction. Remy Ma has changed before our eyes over the years. And maybe it's just a matter of she's turned into another person and they're no longer compatible. Maybe that's the case. But there's a way to go about it, if that's the thing. If he's not the guy anymore, there's a way to go about it to not make him feel like he's being emasculated and to also still honor the family, right? Because if you do it in the way you're doing it, even if you all are cool afterwards, everybody's still going to be looking at him sideways. Yeah. If it's true, don't know. And I also think there's a certain level of, as men, now I'm talking to us, we have to display a certain level of confidence Because sometimes I think our insecurities do show up when we don't hear from our woman or, you know, when they don't give us attention in the way that we want it. I think we we do sometimes, lots of times, um, show our, our, we reveal our own insecurities. And I think if we're really going to see the fullness of our woman, We need to be very secure in the fact that our woman has, you know, chosen us. And I know there's some guys that say, a woman can't choose me. I got to choose her. 
whatever, y'all chose, we chose each other. We decided to be with each other. Now think about people like Michelle. I mean, I'm using these celebrities and these icons, Michelle and Barack and even Jay and Bay, you know, Jay and Beyonce, right? I'm, I would imagine that there are times when, you know, their wives are super busy and may not have all the time or energy to give them as they would like. And I think that's the same thing in our lives. We're not celebrities, but our women have ambitions and they have things to do. They're not just sitting around in 2023, 2024, waiting on us to come home from work, to greet us at the door. They're doing stuff. They're running businesses. And some, I think we have to also be confident in ourselves enough to give them the space and support so that they can be the full of themselves. So I, I do think it kind of goes both ways when it comes to this piece. They don't, they don't have it. I think we're not effeminizing women, you know, but. I think there's there is some room for us to grow and develop in how we support the women in our lives. Yeah, that's definitely a fair point and I, and I don't I don't think we're trying to make it seem one-sided. I think one of my goals for this conversation is to just give our point of view. Yeah. Cuz I think and and I've talked to a therapist about this. He was saying that we men, as men, sometimes we don't want to reveal our vulnerable. We don't want to be vulnerable. And I think this conversation is us being vulnerable and saying, you know what? We don't feel safe. Like we don't feel like we feel like we need to feel sometimes in these relationships. And I think a lot of it comes down to this. This is what my theory is. The problem when we want to say what's happening to the black family, I think it's one major thing. And that major thing is men and women, we struggle with disappointment. Mm. We struggle with disappointment. This mate, my mate disappointed me. How do I recover from that? I disappointed my mate. How do I recover? Because when you look at all the issues, it's just different levels of disappointment. And we've got to get better at acknowledging the disappointment, but also recovering and handling it a lot better. Do you agree with that? I do. I do. 100% yeah. do. Because when I think back on my relationships, the key word that comes up is, you know, that what she did, it just really disappointed me. And I may not have ever said that to that person, that, but that's what it boils down to. Or they said that, that's just very disappointing. But I didn't have the tools to properly handle that disappointment. And doing something as simple as saying, hey, you know what, wifey or whoever it is, I didn't like what you did. And I'm disappointed in you. Now you might be, you might not want to say that because you don't want somebody. I don't care who you disappointed, you know all of that. But I think you know your lady, and you know how you might need to say it, right? But just letting them know, like I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I saw this. I saw real quick. I saw this movie one time. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was a, a Caucasian couple. And I had never seen this dynamic, but the guy was like this really successful entrepreneur. His wife was a housewife and she was starting to become an entrepreneur. They had people over and she was talking trash about her man, like joking him. 
And he's embarrassed. And he said, hey, let me talk to you real quick. And he pulled her into a room and he said, let me tell you something. Don't you ever in your life embarrass me like that in front of our friends, family, or anybody else. I'm the one, me, I'm the one taking care of this family. And I was like, yo, I never saw that dynamic with them, but it was like, I understood what he was saying. Like, yo, don't play me. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's that whole thing of she was growing. So she's looking at him sideways now because she's going in this direction and he's going here. But you still have to maintain that respect for the family structure. I think yeah. we just have to keep that in mind. We got to keep that in mind because I think that's one of the biggest problems. People are growing and evolving and they're looking at their partner like, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool on her. I'm cool on him because I'm going this direction. And is it is it is it is it because in our growth is it, see this is a larger conversation. I don't know if we'll ever get to a a point or a resolution in this. I think this is just an evolving, breathing conversation. Yeah, for sure. Because I do think when I hear that, I hear competition. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I hear competition. Yes. Like. That's right. You know, yeah, like, yeah, man, that's a, that's not collaboration. We're doing this together. We're in this relationship to build together. So I, I as a man, have to be comfortable with your growth. And you should be comfortable with my growth. And we should be supporting and standing. But I get it. I get it. If you're going back to like Will and Jada, if Jada's saying, well, I put my career on hold so my man could, so Will could have his career. And now that the kids are grown and older and out the house, shoot, I'm ready to do what I was doing before I met this man. Mm-hmm. Then that's that's already some, you've already some built in, resentment because okay i'm gonna put my stuff on hold this that ideology of you're putting it on hold as opposed to the the idea that you know what i'm gonna do what i can to support our familial growth this is my role for now and then at a certain point i'll be able to step back into my ambitions so it's 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 almost like perception right the how you perceive this thing plays into how you experience it. And so if you're feeling like, well, I had to put my stuff on hold while he grew and now he out here doing his thing and traveling the world and I'm at home stuck alone. Ah, I'm feeling like I got to get my lick back. I feel like, man, we got a problem. You know, I like what you said, because when, when we think about what's happening to the black family, as you're saying, you really, the question is what's happening with you? Ooh. What's happening with you, brother? What's happening with you, sister? What's happening to you, Eric? You know what I mean? And and I think that's something we got to look at. And I want to touch on this as we wrap up. I think we also need tools for this fatigue, right? Sometimes you're just tired of the person and they are tired of you. Absolutely. What do you do in those moments? You know, it's like, because I think that's what's happening in the black family too. It's like, I'm tired. Like, I'm just sick of this person. Need a break or whatever. How do you deal with that and still maintain the black family? 
you know, I got a buddy who turned me on to, I got a buddy who who lives a non-traditional life with his significant other. I was, that was new to me, but it makes perfect sense to me. I think you do need space some in this day and age. You should create space. I don't, I don't know if you need to be with that person in the traditional sense that I was raised as a Gen Xer, where you live in the same house, you wake up every day, you, you get into the, I, I think you need to give each other the space to miss each other. I don't think you necessarily need to talk to each other every single day. Right. I don't, I, don't, I think you just need to, uh, need to create the space to explore and, and to look here, here, here's my tip. Be okay with what it is for today. Okay. I like that. Be okay with what it is for today and keep, I don't want to say keep your options open, but know that you have the freedom to change your mind at any time. I like it. That's kind of weird to say out of my mouth because it goes against everything that traditionally how I was raised. You you were raised to find you a wife and settle in and retire and be joined at the hip and dress alike on Christmas and 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 take all these and be every, every single day every single day every that yeah, that can wear on you but if you create space where you're just like constantly missing each other mm-hmm. i think that can give a lot of longevity to the relationship i don't know if it's right i don't know if it's accurate but it seems to make sense to me in this conversation Absolutely. It makes sense to me for sure. And I'm going to give on that note, I'm going to give my final thoughts on this. So what's happening to the black family? Maybe I've, maybe it's just us needing to re-examine how we approach the black family. And maybe culturally, we're just going through this whole shift and process of like reimagining what the black family looks like. As men, we want it to be the traditional way where I'm the leader and then the wife is my partner and, you know, I'm supported and all that. Maybe it's not going to be that, you know, maybe it's not going to be that anymore. Maybe we feel like it should, but it's not. And so we got to reexamine. And my other point would be, like I talked about what's going on with you, mm-hmm. right? And just understanding how what's going on with you impacts the dynamic of the black family. Which way am I going? Which way is she going? Is there a way to meet in the middle? What are your final thoughts? sir? I agree with you. And I just want to encourage all of us, brothers, this one thing. I'm in it with you, fellas. I'm, trust me, I'm in it with you. Be as best as you can be. And trust me, I'm talking to myself right now. Be as strong of a father that you can possibly be to your children. I think that truly is the backbone of a strong family, of having a strong father. So even if you didn't have a strong relationship with your father, be the change and make sure you, as best as you possibly can, have a strong, positive relationship with your children. Now, I think we'll be okay. Absolutely. And, and to close this out on some advice my father gave me that helped me a lot in a lot of situations, 
Men, let's do what we know needs to be done and don't expect anything in return. Just do it because you know it's the right thing to do. This has been another great episode of the Money, Sex, Gen X podcast. It is always a pleasure being here with you, Big Stu. We will see you all in the next episode. Until then, peace. Peace.